on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Welcome to Corner of the Galaxy, the show that talks 100% LA Galaxy soccer. We're glad you could join us. Now it's time to sit back and relax as your hosts navigate through the twisting, turning, but never boring world of the five-time MLS Cup champion, LA Galaxy. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. I'm your host, Josh Gessman, coming to you on a Thursday September 21st, LA Galaxy get a ridiculous come from behind win against Minnesota. You thought it was over. You were walking out of the stadium. People were leaving. They had to watch it in the car, listen to it in the car, saw it whenever they got home. They got tweets. They got notifications that the LA Galaxy completed the comeback. Thanks to a little help from a red card, but the Galaxy are already rolling. We're going to talk about that game. 4-3 win over Minnesota. Lots of, that's going to be exciting. I'm, I'm glad we get to talk about an exciting game. Uh, and then the LA Galaxy getting ready to head to Austin on Sunday. So, a lot of stuff to get to, a lot of things to talk about. Here to help me, we're glad he's back. It's Eric, the Portuguese Hammer Beer. Eric, how's it going, bud? It's it's going all right. I'm still sweating. What yeah. a game. What a comeback. Woo. You know, you made me reliver right there all, all the craziness that we went through. We were down. The season was over. We were ready to, you know, put a tarp over everything. Then we're back. Then we're getting points. Then we're winning all <laughs> To resume and be back in 13th place. What a time to be alive. It is kind of stupid that the Galaxy scored the first goal in that game. So technically <laughs> be, technically speaking, they were winning at one point yeah. in that. in that For three minutes, they were winning um, in that first half. And that somehow that all turned into this giant come from behind victory. I, whenever I do my score first or score second, it's, it's funny because most of the time when the Galaxy score first, they win. So maybe we should have known. Yeah, they, they this was yeah. It's it a bit written. of a misnomer. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it wasn't the given that you, that were you know that you want when you score first. And I, I expected, I was with you. Hey, we scored early. We're at home. Things are going to be good. I feel like this is going to be easy points. And uh, it turns out they were not easy points uh, along the way. So fun times. Well, it, the the really fun thing, um, and is that I saw Minnesota fans before that game going, "This is going to be easy. The Galaxy are decimated by injuries. It's over. Mm-hmm. Like we're, they're going to go in there and run them over." I'm like. Where do you come in here thinking that you're just going to run over the galaxy? And then at halftime, it's 3-1. And I'm like, maybe they were right. I guess. Maybe, are the mm-hmm. injuries too much? Like, But the galaxy, and, and it was weird, the galaxy didn't look like they were that bad, Eric. They didn't, they didn't feel like they were that bad. In the first, they had bad moments, right, that led to bad goals. Yeah. But like overall, I was like, you know, they could have scored two or three goals in that game, I think. And, and it, just, it just never happened in that first half. Yeah, it was. It's funny when you were saying that. I was like, I was gonna say yes and no, but you kind of mentioned that the moments that were bad were, were bad and were really you bad. Yeah, re- rethink it because you're you're right. When I went back and watched the second half, wasn't able to uh, 
to to watch the second half. Uh, that's maybe a story I'll, or I can get on it into it now. I was actually on a plane on the way home, uh, paid $19 for the air, airplane Wi-Fi so I could listen to Joe Tutino on Apple TV with the home audio. Got excited. They're up 1-0. Got a little disheartened when you know they let, let the other team tie it up. Then I got frustrated with that deflection goal. And then that 3-1. I was pissed at that point. I was like, you know what? Season's over. I tweeted out, good night. I'm not going to bother watching the second half because the that third goal just felt like they made it too easy. It felt like they had rolled over. Uh, but when I went back and watched the game over, you know, because watching on the plane is not an ideal situation, you saw uh, some positives in the first half as well. So to your point, it wasn't like, you know, they were atrocious. They had atrocious moments. Right. But, you know, they were, they were uh, magnified by just how easy they made it look at the very end there. And then, of course, uh, you know, just to paint a picture, you were kind of describing it. Then I get to my car, I'm getting notifications, and I, you know, go to check, and it's 3-3, and I said, these sons of guns, they're actually going to, you know, get some points out of this. So I'm listening to the audio on the way home, and then Diego Fagundes nabs the winner. So, you know, just (laughs) elation. You know, I went through all of the emotions uh, through that one game, which I I think I've said this about three or four different games this LA Galaxy season is the game has been a microcosm of the season as a whole. And I think that's what this season was. This game was there was hope. You felt down. You felt like it was over. And then there's hope again. And it's not that bad. But, you know, there were bad moments. So it just seems like we went through all of the emotions in this game. So it was just kind of crazy. And and for the normal group that meets at halftime, right, that we get to talk with and, and they were our normal group was there. And so we were talking and I walked down the stairs. I'm like, like, hey, should we just go home? And they're like, yeah, let's just go home. And everybody's joking. Nobody, I guarantee nobody in that group left, right? You're talking diehards. Yeah. Nobody's going anywhere. That's, but I was going to say, if you're at the COG meetup, you're, you're not leaving at halftime. The reason the season was almost over is important to talk about, too, is that the whole idea behind this game was you couldn't lose ground on the playoffs, right? Mm-hmm. It might not have mattered if the right teams lost, right? And you were sort of like... But they didn't. But yeah. they didn't, and they were winning. Yeah. And to watch it swing... I mean, Minnesota was in seventh place at one point. Right. And you're like, how did they get their seventh? They're up above. Like, well, I'm watching the live standings. Minnesota was in seventh place when they were winning. They're now in 10th. Right. It's you had crazy. you had Portland who, who you know, climbed up into those spots. You had Dallas who were in those spots. Right. And so you had all these things going back and forth that happened. And overall, the Galaxy were nine points out of uh, last at place point, yeah. at, at that last playoffs. And mm-hmm. you're like, that's it. You can't come back from that. And the funny thing is they win. And what does the win ultimately do? It picks up a single point. Right, because yeah. they were six points. Now they're five points. Five but points. Yeah. But the five points Which better than nine. <laughs> you, it's way better than nine, right? And so, you know, I, I know there are certainly people who want to be, you know, the naysayers and say, "Listen, this team is one win, one loss away from really dropping out." It depends on yeah. how that loss happens and who else loses and all this other things. Yes, I think the Galaxy really have to try to win out in the last six games, which is impossible because Greg Vanny yeah. can't win three games in a row, right? We know, we know that, right? I don't think they actually have to win out, but it has to be close to that, right? And so, <laughs> and it depends on when the loss comes, right? And so there's some other things. They still have the game in hand that gets made up. So the five points, if they win, it becomes two points, right? So again, we're sort of, okay, you're, you're there, yeah. you're hanging around. I'm very well aware that what you're seeing from the LA Galaxy is a high wire act right now, and yeah, that they're they're, the they're up there wobbling as we speak. The wire's shaking. They're like, oh, you know, have you ever seen those guys who do like the really long ones, where really long didn't like they, high wire acts that like didn't like they do a documentary down? about one of those guys? Yeah, yeah, I think they did. I didn't. I probably didn't watch it though. Um, <laughs> and they like have to kneel down and hold on to the wire. That's what the Galaxy are right now. They're kneeling down, holding on to the wire. But for a while there in the Minnesota game, that wire was shaking and they were getting ready to fall off. Um, yeah. so it, it's, it's, 
it's very you know precarious where they're sitting. They are right on the edge of falling down, and I don't with all the injuries they've had and everything. I, I don't blame them for being where they are in a lot of ways. Yeah. I also blame them for a poor start. I also blame a front office that didn't yeah. care enough really for. A, I did see Dan Beckerman there twice last night. Uh, he didn't say hi to me. I hope he doesn't know who I am. I really I don't <laughs> I don't want him to know who I am. It's one uh, of those things you know. You run in the right circles, you'll get recognized. But yeah, there's certain circles you probably don't want to be recognized. In. I don't I don't want to. Aren't you that guy who hangs out with Kevin Baxter? Nope, Kevin who? <laughs> Um, panda yeah world famous panda um and so uh you know i was doing that but also to show you that this is a completely different um you know regime i i was flagged down by tom braun after the game and he got pulled over and all the reporters went over and talked to tom uh and i think it's uriel uh is their revenue officer right Mm -hmm. he was there too i got to meet him um and so you got definitely different regime, right? Like, yeah. Hey, come on over. Hi guys. It also helps when you just had a, you it know, come from behind four, three win, right? <laughs> that helps. And then it also helps when you're new and you don't have a, you know, a stench necessarily on you because there's, there's a freshness to it. So that helps, but hopefully that sticks. I mean, that like, we've, we've experienced the opposite or you've experienced the opposite. And, you know, from what, I, what I've experienced from the sidelines is maybe a not so uh, friendly environment between, uh, you know, the channels of communication to the fan base right. and uh, the front office. So just the fact that that door is open, people are, are feeling good about themselves. But to your point about, you know, it being uh, a hole that was dug too deep for the galaxy to get out of, it, it might be, it might be. I don't know that we're into must win territory. This is our favorite part of the season. We're not in must win territory, but I think we're in can't lose territory. Yeah, you're definitely, Very fine yeah. margins <laughs> in between there. And when you see the injury list of starters, that's basically, you know, more than half the team, uh, that has gone due to injury, you know, and these are major key players. But then the frustrating part or the interesting part is with the reload that they have, there's a lot of positives uh, that have been picked up as well, you know, with Fagundes, with Yoshida, uh, with Cerillo, even, you know, we haven't even mentioned Billy Sharp, the man of the hour, who, the hat trick hero. Who? <laughs> Mr. Billy Bill, Will, and he's not Will. I even looked, I said, you know, he's William Sharp. I was going to do the thing like we do with Doug, but he's not. He's he's actually Billy Sharp. There's, a, there's his, no his, William in there. But his, you look his, at those By the way, his Twitter, file, his Twitter file calls him calls him the fat lad from Sheffield. That's that's what his Twitter profile called him. Just, just yeah, Sheffield that. legend. Right. And you look at those pieces and you're like, those are bright pieces. So it's like the, it shouldn't be that bad, as bad as the hole that they're in. But then you see some of those pieces that they've acquired. There's bright spots in there, but I think it, it just might be one too little too late. And just you just don't have the horses at this point in the season, I, which is really unfortunate. I feel like we could do a call in show where all people do call is call in and talk about where they were whenever like the game turned around. Right. They're like I was in the first half because we have uh, Philip uh, gave us five dollar super chat went out last night for my brother's birthday when we were down three one season over. Right. Checked again when we got home and was just <laughs> mind blown. But isn't that a nice surprise, Philip? You get home and you're like, you're like, ah, I might as well check to see how bad they lost by. And you're like, wait a minute. They won the game. Yeah. <laughs> Billy Sharp had a hat trick. Um, you know, that that type of thing. And then Philip uh Philip uh gave us a ten dollar super jet or uh, Philip again uh gave yeah. us a, a, another ten dollar super jet. Had, t- had yeah. to add more. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Uh went again to dinner back in twenty twenty for his birthday, and the Lakers had a buzzer beater comeback win. So yeah, my brother uh Peter's birthday is so good luck for the yeah, comeback wins. It's good to know. Yeah. That's good to know. It's, yeah. it- it's funny. Yeah. Shout out to Philip for the, for those anecdotes. It always reminds me, that's why people stick around as you wait for these type of moments to happen. I always think back to the Dodgers had a game where they went back to back to back, 
had four, you know, home runs in a row uh, with Nomar Garcia Parra was with the Dodgers. And there were people running back into the stadium yep. <laughs> because they were they were coming back. And it's that, that's why the probability of it happening is slim. But that's why people love the sport because it's so unpredictable. You never know what it's going to happen. I, I will share a concern, though. Yes. Uh, one concern that I have, which has been a concern under Vanny, is closing out the one zero lead or the one goal lead or the draw he talked about uh, it too he he was yeah. he was also concerned he said we we did a poor job he, he said and i think I, I i can paraphrase but he was said, said roughly he goes you know also we got to close out the game better he goes how are we up a man with like eight minutes left well, and we're taking on like water we're having to you know to survive shots and make plays yeah well why i say it's a concern under vanny because i didn't just see that in this game i saw it against st louis saw it against san jose and then obviously now the minnesota game they possess all game long and then for whatever reason, in the final 10 minutes, they decide that they're they're going to kill the game. They're going to play for the tie. You know, St. Louis, when they were here and they were, you know, drawn, the Galaxy was playing for the, you know, wasting the clock and, right. you know, hitting in their corner. And St. Louis is pushing. And that's why they're in the position that they're on the West Coast. These good teams, they don't kill the clock. They punish their opponent. And I think that's the one thing that the Galaxy is missing. I understand. I'm, I'm not a dummy. I know that you expose yourself on the counter. But just sitting back and letting them come to you no. or wasting it and blowing it to the corner and hope the game's in, that's not what got you there. So that's the concern to me is you have a team that is so good at dominating possession. Finishing chances is a different thing altogether. But dominating possession is something you could do. And they seem to get away with that when they need it the most. And that's, that's a concern. And I hope that's something that doesn't come back to bite them. Yeah, for for sure. Uh, four three win over Minnesota. Uh, the hat trick by Billy Sharp. Uh, tremendous, tremendous play by Billy Sharp. I'm sure we'll talk about him here in a second. Um, Mark Delgado, uh, Billy Sharp, Tyler. But we were trying to figure out how they were going to line up whenever the the uh, the lineup was announced because with Cerrillo in there and Uri Rossell, I'm still convinced. And Greg talked about how Poosh was sort of more on the wing to start this game. Um, and I said, okay, cool. But this really did morph into like a four, two, three, one eventually, um, when everything was sort of said and done and just moving. Delgado. Fluid, yeah. yeah, it was, it was fine. I think they struggled. I didn't think their spacing was great in the first half. And you know, that first half was a roller coaster. The galaxy could have easily scored two or three goals in that first half. Uh, St. Clair, Dane St. Clair had mm -hmm. two double saves in the first half, um, which well, you, and even yeah. the galaxy goals that they scored, it was off of good plays from St. Clair as well. So even when they did find the back of the net, it was off great play from their goalkeepers. So all credit to St. Clair uh, from the game they have. Because to your point, and that's when I been, went back and rewatched it, it felt like a disaster because of how it ended with that third goal. But when you went back and rewatched it, the chances were definitely there for the Galaxy. Yeah, and, and they, they continue. That's uh, that's interesting because Greg, Greg after that, right? So he talks about it. So Billy Sharp scores. Uh, Minnesota scores three minutes later. Uh, they add the second one. By the way, the second one, I was convinced killed the LA Galaxy. That is the Raheem Edwards one yeah. where he's trying to block it and it goes off his do? heel. Yeah. I know I had a lot of people blaming Jonathan Bond and you can all just take a, sh a long walk off a short pier. You can't expect a goalkeeper who's trying to go with the shot because there was a shot. Mm -hmm. He's already moving in that direction. He's already preparing for that shot. The shot is taken. There's actually a pretty good distance between when the shot is taken and the deflection. So the ball is already set on its path and Bond is already adjusted and ready for that path. Then to watch the ball just barely tick off a Raheem Edwards uh, heel and then have top spin enough to be able to go down. There's like 0% chance that ball ever goes in the back of the net from there. It's a ridiculous deflection. If it deflects, that ball is almost never deflects like that, right? And then the ball nestles in the back of the net. I don't know what you want him to do. And <laughs> it's like, you can blame him for th other things. I'm fine. And people were like, I literally had people screaming at me on Twitter. All you ever do is defend him. 
I'll gladly tell you whenever I think he's at he's <laughs> he's at, he's on a mistake. That's not one of them. There's nothing you can do about that. That is the most unlucky goal. I thought it was a conspiracy theory going on. I'm like, okay, seriously though, like let me put my tinfoil hat on. Is like MLS got, got like a remote control? Yeah, I mean, like what is going on with that? That is a crazy goal. Yeah, and coming off the LAFC game, which you could argue was probably Bond's worst performance. Yeah, and I think he deserves a lot of criticism there. But this goal, that goal in particular, I don't know that you can blame Bond. Maybe you could hope that he's more athletic, maybe like San Sinclair to double back and get up in time and, and place your feet. But I don't know that I'd blame him <laughs> for, for for that particular goal and the way it happened. So it, it is what it is in that situation. But but they, the, the frustrating thing is it felt like after that goal, you're, to your point, like that was the game, the one that killed them because after that, you saw a switch off from them and you that's not what you wanted down obviously down a goal you want to see some fight you want to see can we close back let's let's not make this any worse before you go into the half and then given to that point that i just mentioned about lafc how poorly they played against lafc in general and then you see you know the second half of the first half how poorly they played you said man this is maybe this is too difficult the injuries are too much to overcome and this this team may be fully cooked uh but but you saw a great response in the second half yeah, and and Vanny talked about. It. He goes, you know, I saw I saw the shoulders, I saw the heads down, I saw the you know the lack of of uh, of belief in in what they were doing. I saw the frustration building, and that that Galaxy team could have easily gone in the tank. You're down three one after being up one one nothing. You allow three consecutive goals. Um, you know, some of those are just poor mistakes. The third goal, especially, just I, I think Yoshida doesn't head the ball correctly, and the ball ends up falling, and it comes in, and then he's now he's chasing, and he's back behind, and there's a pass in behind. It's just it's a nightmare. You don't want to see it, right? And so three one, you're like this game should be over. Uh, really interesting talking to Billy Sharp after it too, because he has his one goal, he's feeling good, everything's going pretty nice. Uh, and Billy Sharp says, you know, Kelvin. He goes, he goes. I'm pretty sure it was Kelvin uh, mentioned to me. He goes, you know they already think they won this game, right? And yeah. Billy goes, yeah, they already, he's like, this is what he told us. He goes, <laughs> he goes, yeah, they already think, think they won this game. And you know what? That made me angry, right? He goes, that made me, that, he goes, that got me a little worked up. He goes, because, because who are they to think that that game is already yeah. won, right? And that is such a championship mentality type of thing. Mm -hmm. It's like, they think this game is already won. And the biggest whiner in the whole world, the entire game was Adrian Heath, Right. <laughs> the man could not stop playing. Do you remember uh, Minnesota got three yellow cards and three consecutive fouls in three minutes? And it was like all of them. There was one that I thought wasn't a yellow card. I know why they gave it because it looked like one. But when you saw the replay, you're like, eh, that probably wasn't. The other two were stone cold yellow cards. And one was people. Were, I was going to say you can argue that one, the first one on, on Pooj was a red card. I, if, if that would have been a red card, I think you there wouldn't have been enough video evidence to say that was a clear and obvious error. Which one was if, it? Which was that the one the, with the, the arm? elbow? The elbow. So to, there's no elbow, and that's to, I I watched Contact it. Contact to the face. No, it was right underneath. It's like right at the shoulder line, right? And so if a neck hit is okay. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, if it's a little <laughs> higher, like if he gets it up under the chin, I go back to intent. I yeah. think if if he's. He's not playing the ball. He's playing the right. man neck elbow, you know, just because he's not like uh, that guy from what is it? 90 day fiance with no neck. If, yep. he, he, if Ricky Pooch was that guy, yeah. he would have gotten him right on the chin. Well, well that's it what just, it's not Ricky Pooch's fault that he, you know, he has a neck and he has space there. there that wasn't uh, a play on the ball. There's a reverse angle because I know everybody sees the forward angle and that angle is kind of like looking down a little bit on it. And there's a reverse angle that's kind of behind and you can see the level of the arm and it's like right here. And it's really okay. it's borderline. But I'm like. 
for me, I'm like, eh, maybe if you gave it a okay. red card, I don't think they're overturning. It, it was one of those. That's, like, what I, I, that's where I'm getting. At, but yeah. but to me, that's a yellow card. And I was like, OK, that's fine. Um, the whole deal. But they got three yellow cards in that consecutive and they were like shocked and, you know, baffled by how they could have gotten so many yellow cards and such. A, and it was like, you guys aren't watching the game. Even yeah. the second yellow in the did, what was the argument there? You tried to grab the guy three. It was Tyler Boyd. Right. And he tries to grab him three times. He finally gets a hold of the jersey, finally <laughs> pulls him back. And it's like, well, that's going to be a yellow card. And yeah, I'm like, all day. and it's every day. It's yeah. always going to be a yellow card. There's no the, he made it so easy for the referee. There was no way he couldn't have given a yellow card in that case. So then you get the red card, right? But remember, the Galaxy had made the comeback by that, right? That's, I think that's an important point to make because I think that joke has been thrown around with, you know, some red card luck that the Galaxy have gotten. Uh, you know, I even had a friend who said, well, if the Galaxy just play everyone with 10 men, then they should absolutely be able to win out. But <laughs> to your point, they did. The comeback was already on, uh, you know, when they went up a man. I think that obviously helped. Uh, you know, with right. them getting getting the extra man and being able to to put that final chance away. But the you, you can't say that the fight was only there because of the red card. The fight was there before the red card officially came through. It, it's just it, it's just an interesting turn of events in the galaxy. And I thought that we were going to ask Greg Vanny about what he said in the locker room. And he was like, you know, I yelled at those guys. It, this game, it reminded me of a game a long time ago. And maybe it was in 2014 or um, it was in one of the MLS Cup winning years. I can't remember. I think I think it was 2014. The Galaxy go to Colorado and they're losing 3-1, right? And it's not a good game. And you're like, man, this game, this, this game's over, right? It's halftime. And Bruce Arena walked out of the, the tunnel at halftime and he went to go see Kelly Tennant, who was who was the sideline mm -hmm. reporter, right, uh, for Spectrum. Uh, and it was probably Time Warner at that point. But uh, Spectrum. I, say, I want to say this is the 2012 run. Right? It, it, I, th I think it's 2014, though, like because okay. I feel like it has to be earlier than than later I, or, or or closer to this, because um, I was much more embedded in that time. I actually pulled okay. the audio for that. I was able to get Spectrum to give me the audio for that for my preview and not sue me. Um, and so <laughs> because I went back and actually pulled Bruce's audio for this. But he was like he came out and he goes, he goes. I think we're going to see something from this team. He goes, he goes, they have a lot to prove and I think they're going to prove it. And the galaxy ended up winning that game like four, three. Right. And it was one of those. And it almost felt that way here, which was Vanny went in and I know Bruce yelled and screamed at that particular point. Right. Cause that's what, that's what Bruce did whenever he was there. Yelled and screamed. <laughs> I was, I was going to say, now we got to look back with different lenses when we talk about Bruce arena now, but yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know that we do. <laughs> He's always been that guy. It's just, you know, that, that, you know, I don't know what he said, so I can't tell you what, if it's that's, worse that's than what too. I've heard, what I've but heard. We know he's a, he's a colorful, guy he is and he 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 was a uh, someone who was known to motivate players with the specific style that he had and so players responded to that to me personally my playing style i respond to <laughs> i was the type of guy who needed someone to kick me yeah and to you know tell me that you're an idiot and you're not doing well uh like i needed that guy instead of this positive person which is kind of funny because i'm more of a rah rah let's go get him positive type of right. person. But for me, what motivates me is the opposite. Yeah. And, and so I would expect that sort of from Vanny. And he said, we walked into halftime and I said, you know, and basically he said, uh, he said, you know, we're in this game. We've had, we've had some good moments. Let's eliminate the mistakes and let's build some momentum. We know that they're going to get tired in the second half. That's how these games go midweek at this point in the season. We know that if we can build a little bit of momentum, they're going to get tired and they're going to fall behind and we can take advantage. Cause he was like, I thought we created chances and he goes, and I thought we were scoring goals. And he goes, I finally think we're scoring goals. Like that's what he, he said that in the press conference. I think we're finally scoring goals. 
Billy Sharp, three goals, right? Diego Fagundes, one goal. If you can get your number nine, which up until this point, I've told you the LA Galaxy will go as far as their number nine will take them, right? Well, holy crap, maybe Billy Sharp can lift them up and, (laughs) and take them somewhere. This is, it's a ridiculous performance from a guy who's 37 years old who didn't have a preseason who is working his way in and all of a sudden he shows up and he jokingly said, I was upset that I didn't have four or five and he, which correct. He could have had four or five, right? And and to your point of that anecdote where he shared uh, talking with Leardam saying, you know, that made me upset. That showed that passion, that fire that showed when he was able to get on the score sheet. And that's what the galaxy have been missing. And it was interesting. We were talking, you know, before the mics went hot, just that, uh, you know, we wanted someone to show us something or you wanted someone to show you. I'll, something. I'll tell you. I'll tell that story. And, too. And, yeah. and, you know, Billy Sharp scored three goals. But even if you watch each goal individually, they're not bangers. They're not, you know, beautiful masterpieces of goals. That's like, a, a, you know, blue collar. Just get your lunchbox and I'm just going to find a way to put this thing in the back of the net, which to Billy Sharp's point, that's how he came advertised yep. with his record from the championships. The what are the what were uh, uh so, sorry, it's escaping me. Sheffield's fans right. uh, saying saying about him, it was he just scores goals. Right. Billy Sharp, he scores goals, and that's the example. They weren't beautiful goals, but they were all goals. He was in the right place at the right time, and that's desperately what the Galaxy have needed. They don't need. They have Ricky Pouge for the finesse and the dancing around and making the circles and making it happen. They have Tyler Boyd to provide the service. They need someone who's just going to, you know, put their head down and just find a way to do whatever they can, throw their body at the post and, and put the balls in the back of the net. And that's the type of guy that, you know, you, the galaxy have been desperately needing. It's just, hopefully it's not too little too late. Well, it was, uh, so before the game started, I was talking with, uh, with Kevin Acevedo and, and LA galaxy PR. And so I, I was sitting there and we were just discussing things as we do before a game. And, and we were going and I'm like, listen, I go, I refuse to say that the LA galaxy are getting production out of their nines. I know that Jovalich has a penalty cake and Billy Sharp has scored, you know, two or three goals. That's fine. But I don't feel like the production's there. I don't feel like you're getting anything out of your number nine. And then, and, and Kevin was sort of like, what does he have to do to like, to get that, to get you to believe it i'm like he's gonna have to score goals right And he's like okay you know the whole deal and i and i said he's gonna have to make me feel it right make me feel it make me feel like you're scoring goals make me feel like you're dangerous you know make me feel like you are changing this team for the better that's what billy sharp is gonna have to do so the first goal it goes in and uh and kevin was like so anything and i'm like nope I go, got to do more than that. That's great. I'm glad he scored a goal, but the Galaxy are losing 3-1 at halftime, right? Like, you know, it's like, we're not there yet. It's not, it's not a thing. Then he scores goal number two. I'm like, okay, starting starting to pay attention now. <laughs> Something's happening. Yep. Yeah. Um, you know, there's there's some tingly in the fingers, right? And, you know, it's like, okay, what's happening here? And then the third goal is that, go, if you even noticed, uh, I think in the third goal in my tweet, I said, you know, or in the second goal, I said, make me feel it, right? You know, the whole deal. And it was about that. It's about changing the perception of what of what the LA Galaxy offense is supposed to be. Because I've been saying the Galaxy offense is underperforming. It's underperforming and it's not holding up its end. And on a night where I think the Galaxy defense was poor in in smaller spurts than people will probably give it credit for. Yeah. But it doesn't matter because you allowed the three goals. So I don't think <laughs> it, it really it's matters. Of, it's like therapy. It's how did it make you feel? It's not necessarily <laughs> what, what the truth was. It's what's your truth. Yeah, right. <laughs> I think and, how it felt. It felt worse than what it really was. So for a Galaxy offense that is routinely left the in the defense stranded they picked up the defense on the night uh, yep. Billy Sharp gets his third goal and then you knew it was coming and then the red card comes in and you're like I actually thought the red card might change things too much for the galaxy like mm. Minnesota's gonna fall back gonna too much down. Yeah. yeah I could see that too yeah and and I was like oh no I go you know that could be a problem and then 
to watch and uh, Ricky Pooj missed a header from like point blank. I think that might have been the tying goal that he missed and then they scored the tying goal just a little bit later than that. But Ricky missed one and there were chances that were almost there and it's like, oh, is Billy Sharp going to get like a fourth goal and that type of thing? And then Jovalich comes in. Diego Fagundes comes onto the t- onto the uh, field to a man. Everybody we talked about said that Fagundes came on and changed that game. Uh, Vanny talked about putting him up higher making sure that he was tucked in a little bit with Mark and moving Mark Delgado up higher. So that way Ricky had somewhere to go with the ball whenever he was done breaking through seven guys through the midfield. Right. Um, and so it was all of those little things that sort of changed things. And Diego Fagundes for my money has been a little quieter than I would like him to be. He, he made his presence felt, you know, like oh. I, I announced my presence with authority. <laughs> I announced my presence with authority. You know, that was Diego Fagundes on this one. And, and, you know, finishing that ball. And he even said that he went to Tyler Boyd and he said, the cutback is open. Tyler, find me. Find me. The cutback is open. Find me. Right. And they did. And they scored. And yeah. that's why you saw him run right over to Tyler. And they like yeah. they hugged and that type of thing. It was pretty cool. Yeah. And it's the same can be said for Billy Sharp kind of finding his ways. He, he was he name checked. Ricky Pouche for giving him a penalty so he can kind of get his rhythm going. You can see what that with Fagundes as well. He's trying to find his feet, uh, but you know, I, I'm not, this is not going to be the best comparison uh, ever when I make it. But when I, we talked about Kevin Cabral uh, in the last few seasons, we said there's something there. It's just not clicking for whatever reason. Right. I feel like I've seen that with Fagundes during his time. There's something there. It's just not clicking. I think he's finding his way. And I think this goal could be something where the confidence starts to get back because he didn't have a great start to the season with Austin. Now he gets the goal. Now he's heading into Austin. And, you know, that's exactly where you want, uh, you know, that type of player in the right headspace heading into it. I'm, I'm going to go circle back to Billy Sharp point okay. that and someone th- made as well. And then I have is, a Boyd point. So Sharp yeah, is, then Boyd. Um, is, you know, it was mentioned in the chat, you know, comparisons to Chicharito and that, you know, there, I think it was Chewy in the chat that said it's, you know, tap-ins only to the untrained eye. So to that point, you know, Chicharito, when he was at his finest, it was he was never beating guys 1v1 with razzle-dazzle. It was always, you know, the quote-unquote tap-ins. But there's a skill to that. There's knowing where to be. There's having the perseverance. There's, you know, the type of runs that you make. And that's what you see from Sharp as well. So while I said the goals weren't pretty, <laughs> that doesn't yeah, mean right. that they didn't require the mental. That's, that's what you get with a 37-year-old striker, someone who just knows – how to figure it out and how to be there. It doesn't mean you're lucky. It means you know where to put yourself in those positions. And I think that's important to point that out that while they weren't pretty goals, that's even more of a credit to Billy Sharp than, you know, if you were able to have the individual skill to just put away bangers. Billy, uh, Billy joked right after the game. He said, I think he goes, I scored three goals from a combined seven yards out. Right. Yeah. You know, like, and they were all right on the doorstop, uh, doorstep for him. So that was interesting. Um, uh, Chewy in the chat room said, not Boyd's best game. Here's a stat for you. Tyler Boyd notched an assist for a second consecutive match and logged a game-high six chances created. For most of that game, Tyler Boyd was the only chance creator because Ricky Pooj was tied up in the middle with everybody from Minnesota trying to track him down, right? that That's how I felt. I felt like this wasn't Ricky's... You know, I've, I've said Ricky is the st- straw that dr- stirs the drink, and I think he was definitely not that in this game. I felt like Boyd, <laughs> Boyd was took took over that role with you know Pooj not necessarily being that I call him Puig, uh, Pooj not necessarily being in that role. I, I hate when I make that mistake. He's it, it, there's a difference though because what Ricky did was very professional. I talked to Greg about it afterwards. I said, I guess t- tell me a little bit about Ricky's performance in this game because it's not one where you sit there and go, oh man, Ricky played great. 
But at but the he same time, the purpose. Ricky yeah. played really well for what he did. He broke lines constantly. The you know that ball that ends well, up pass. being the game winner. Yeah. <laughs> Greg, how can I say that? And then go right. and you know play the clip of that pass after I say that. Greg Greg said something about Ricky. He said he he goes he's grinding right now. And I go and I even mentioned in my build up that he's not 100 percent healthy. And Greg sort of agreed with that in the question without saying it specifically, but. Um, he's like, he's a grinder. He goes, he's played a lot of minutes. This is a long season. He's in a spot right now where, and I even mentioned that Douglas Costa isn't there. I go, so they, he doesn't have the relief valve anymore. It is a one man show in that midfield right now for Ricky Push. The fact that he's doing what he's doing is a godsend to the, to the LA galaxy because these, this team would have no creativity. Otherwise he's the one who breaks lines. He's the one who finds passes. Right. And he's the one who really, he tires out midfields. He makes it impossible. He dribbles through three guys, four guys, five he draws guys, the attention. He draws the attention. Even mm. if, and how many times did he get knocked on his butt in this game? Right. Mm. Over and over and over again. And that's useful too, because yellow cards accumulate. Then you get a second yellow card and a red card. If you go back and look at the Galaxy's wins, red cards have been prevalent in them, yeah. right? And some of that is because people jumped on Ricky Pooge too early and they got the yellow cards and they got second yellows to, that ended up in reds. I, I remember, I think this was even a talking point that we've made at some point this season. We were talking about, you know, the Galaxy being one of the least fouled teams in the league or, or something, something along those lines. And it's when you don't have lots of game changers, you're not going to get a lot of fouls because you're not going to have the players who are attacking defenders with the way Pooch has been playing all season long. You're starting to see now that he's, you know, really kind of cooking and being the most valuable player on the team. You're starting to see more fouls and you're seeing red cards. And that's not a coincidence. That's not an accident. That's not dumb luck. That's the way that he's, you know, drawing players in mm -hmm. where the only way that they can stop them is to foul. And then you're going to create, you're going to reap the benefits of that with yellow cards and red cards. Yeah. By the way, the first time this season, the LA galaxy have scored four goals. Interesting. Fun one. Um, that is a fun one. Uh, Jonathan Bond, by the way, moved into, uh, let's see, Jonathan Bond moved into a tie with David Bingham for the second most regular season appearances, 85 by a Galaxy uh, goalkeeper in the history of the club. He's about to be number two all by himself. I'm, I was going to say, I'm okay with that. Let's, yep. let's get, let's get Bingham out of the top, the top two. I'm okay. <laughs> I feel better about having Bond in there. Um, Just, uh, it, it's funny. I see Patrick. Sorry. I, I go ahead and finish your point and then I'll circle back. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Billy Sharp recorded the 27th hat trick in LA Galaxy history, ranks tied for the first on the Galaxy with six goals scored in six appearances across 200. That's the thing. Six goals, six appearances, 245 minutes. Better than <laughs> Messi. Goal scorer. Scoring, goal scorer, scoring yeah. better than Messi. The, 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 mess, the, the Sheffield Messi uh, is, is, uh, is, is doing crazy things. Um, I just thought it was interesting. Just this whole game was was very interesting. And even if this ends up being it, maybe something wacky goes wrong in yeah. Austin and it all ends that you have this game to sort of be like, <laughs> this team doesn't give up. And I know people yeah. love to say that they do. They said that they did against LAFC. And it's like, if you watch that game, you know why, right? And <laughs> yeah. you're, you're like, I get it. It's a long season. That game was over. Don't, at, don't hurt yourself. At what point in the game did they give yeah, up? Yeah, when, I think what, that's, what the, that's a after fair the fourth goal. As well. You know, after yeah. the fourth goal, I'm like, yeah, okay, that's fine. I understand. So, um, just really interesting in terms of what the LA Galaxy did in this game. I am supremely impressed by Billy Sharp. I am supremely impressed by his ability to. Uh, and saying being in the right place at the right time is just so. It's almost like, oh well, it's just it's just a thing that it's a developed sense of danger that he understands, right? And just where he was, I mean, look at him on that back post, like for the first goal, yeah. 
right Just salivating we're ready for it ready for it here comes there's <laughs> yeah. going to be a rebound it's probably gonna be right in here oh there was and i scored right and it's like it's those types of things uh he had a good one earlier in that where he, he put it on frame two I, I think i will reiterate what i said one is the galaxy are finally getting goal scoring from their number nine and that makes a world of difference as you've seen in this game yeah um the that other is the difference in this game. Yeah. yeah. The other thing is that they will go as far as Billy Sharp can carry him. If Billy wants to go on a tear and score a whole bunch of goals, the galaxy will keep winning games. Um, and, and that goes to the strength of the opponents that they're playing right now, as well as everything else that goes in here. The crazy thing we talked about it at the beginning was where all this stuff fell finally, because Minnesota, like I said, was up and I think in eighth or seventh or eighth at one point. Yeah. You mentioned seventh. Yeah. yeah. And they're in, they're in prime spot. They're like, we're there. They sub out, uh, you know, Reynoso, right? They're like, oh, yeah, we got this. No problem, right? And now they come back and they are in uh, 10th place, right? And so they're in 10th. They're out of the playoffs right now at 37 points. The LA Galaxy at 33 points are just four points back behind them. Galaxy are five points out of that last spot, which is Dallas. Portland, with their win over San Jose, jumped all the way up to 39 points and now in eighth spot, right? San Jose didn't move anywhere. They're in trouble now because Portland is, yeah. is coming in on fire and the LA Galaxy have two games against Portland, right? Um, so they have this. They also have a game in hand on most of these teams, right? And so yeah. you can sit there and, and say, say that's that's something to watch there. That's another three points that could be a quote free, free three points uh, if you can get it. Go ahead. And, and they'll, they'll see Minnesota again. Yep. Uh, so that's going to be an opportunity given where they're standing. It's really it's really jumbled there. And you, even if you look slightly above, you know, Vancouver sitting on 41, that's not far off from Dallas at 38 either. So, again, even, you know, up until all the way to fifth place, it, it's still somewhat close. So, again, it's all going to depend where they land to it. You know, fortunately or unfortunately, however you want to look at it, these teams are all going to play each other. And it's, it's, it's going to get kind of nasty towards the end. Uh, to the point that I was going to make, uh, shout out to Patrick in the chat because he was mentioning don't compare uh, Cabral to Fagundes. We don't need that kind of uh, magic. And then he also had a super chat. Yes, know, he did. Best, po- yeah, best podcast in the country. Give us five trophies. So shout out to Patrick for the super chat. I we didn't get, I didn't give the shout out on Monday. You guys talked about it, but I didn't even get to talk about our our special award winning podcast that we have now. I mean, I was ready for it. I was I was I. <laughs> There's um, our segue. There, there was, uh, by the way, I would like to say congratulations to you, sir. Obviously a, a, a big deal for, uh, for, for you as, as part of this crew and everything that's gone on uh, with the podcast. So, so you get to have that. So I told said that Sophie texted in from Greece was like wondering if we won. I mean, you know, I, I have the best group of people around me and it's so yeah, much we fun. We rallied the troops. Yeah, yeah, we needed to make sure we came out on top. And we, we, we dominated. I mean, really, if you if you look at there was a little bit of a comeback in this as well, because like this voting started. I didn't know the voting had started. I'm like, oh, well, you know, that's where I was. I saw we weren't in first place. And I said, wait a minute, this mm, isn't right. We yeah. got to got to hit the retreat and uh, assemble the troops here. That, that's right. We can uh, we can win this. No problem. Um, and, and that type of thing. So, yeah, a lot of a lot of fun to, to sort of be um, in that situation. So glad we got that. I also, um, you know, just to tell you again, you want to know that there's regime change about in the L.A. Galaxy. I got congratulated multiple times by people. Uh, from for uh, for the podcast and everything like that, some very nice text messages showed up on my phone from people within the organization. So, um, I you know I'm I don't like to have a big head and think that they watch this or and listen to this show. I know they do, um, but it, that's that's not that's not the point of this. And I don't care if they do and if they didn't, that's cool too. You know, um, but you know to to know that you have guys out there and one of our biggest fans and it kind of this is the one that always gets me all the time is is uh, is uh, of course Kevin Hartman. 
Um, mm-hmm. He, if he sees me, he will tell me something he listened to on the show. I know <laughs> Kevin, we love you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. You're, <laughs> it, it's always a pleasure uh, to get to talk to you and, and say hi. And, uh, and we had him out at our uh, live show that we did, I think last year and you know, that type of thing. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of cool stuff that comes from 15 years of doing this, you know? I, I have a funny anecdote about that uh, because I, one of the fun things about doing a podcast, and especially when you do it long enough, obviously it's fun to interact with in the chat. But at the end of the day, I'm just hitting here, sitting here chatting with you. And so, you know, I get to talk, you know, you know, not talk trash, but like if, if I'm going to be critical, I'm going to be critical of the people. And I think there was a, a few weeks ago or somewhere I was mentioning, we were talking about goalies. I was like, yeah. And then didn't Kevin Hartman have some mistakes? And then I thought to myself, wait, he's been to our show. He's mentioned that he listens. Oh no, I disparaged one of my heroes, one of my people. And I like had that panic attack to myself yes. as I went through that th- thought process. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's not to mention that's one to say, Hey, I'm going to be critical. I'm going to call it like it is. But two, I also might, I, I worry about offending and hurting people's feelings as well. That's the duality of man kind of happening with that <laughs> that little anecdote that I went through I had my mini panic attack yeah. that I offended Kevin Hartman yeah it's it's always hey it's always something um with that you always you're, I it's not even a line you walk you just understand that you're accountable to everybody and it is what it is that, yeah. that's that's fine too uh whenever it gets uh when we look at the team of the week or excuse me team of the match day still won't get used to that for a little while <laughs> team of the match you know day what you mean. yeah Billy Sharp uh comes out on that and then uh, Ricky Pouge was put on the bench for this one and again you know I know people are saying well, Ricky hasn't really produced. Ricky is doing everything he can. It, it's this is like the galaxy are, are are drowning man in the ocean, and Ricky keeps trying to throw the galaxy over the surfboard and rescue him, and like the, the galaxy keep pushing him away. That's where we're at right now. Um, somebody, somebody likened this season to Cool Runnings and the bobsled <laughs> at the end of the uh, at the end of the race, um, and just you know how the you're going and everything's looking really good, but the the bolts are rattling off as you're yeah. going down the. Yeah, I mean, one a great but, movie, but two but, great visual. That it, it's funny. I remember that I watching that for the first time, uh, like during summer school or something. There were, and I remember one of the teachers actually was like physically crying, like in tears at that scene. That's me every and time. As a child, yeah, as a child you don't get it, but then rewatching it as an adult. You definitely get those feelings. The sad thing about that comparison, as good as it is, yeah. is they didn't, nope. you know, they, they they did not place well in that competition. Nope. But they were well respected for finishing the race. And unfortunately, I think that's could be, you know, that might be too good of a, a set of foreshadowing it's where the galaxy are are not gonna not gonna place well, but we're gonna respect them for how they finish the race and for picking up their bobsled and, and walking it across. Uh, <laughs> I have one more thing on Billy Sharp, but if, if you have anything else to tell I, I just wanted to say that um, that, that Mr. Provino comes in and his Ricky is like, uh, like Leonardo DiCaprio at the end of Titanic, you know, it's like, you know, it's, he's like, you can't, he climb <laughs> up the room. door. There, there was, was room. room. There was room. Come on, <laughs> come back. But by the way, my wife and I literally go do the whole, you know, Rose after she lets him go. She, I'll never, I'll never let go. Jack, I'll never let go. Goes away. And he goes, and she lets go, which you just said you would never let go. <laughs> yeah. Wait a minute. Uh, the whole day. But then she goes, she has to yell for the boats to, to come back. And so she's come back, come back. And that's my wife and I, at least once a week. That's a good one. Yeah. So. Yeah, I had a shout out to Space Corps in the chat. He said, Sharpie, you did. So, you know, yeah. cool running. What a great movie. Sharpie, you did. No, man. No, man. <laughs> but, he pulls it. Uh, yeah. Yeah, pulls the egg. Want to kiss the yeah, egg? Yeah, you want to kiss the egg? That's right. That's, that's how it is. Uh, $5 uh, super chat from Scott. We appreciate that. Uh, COG is the best. We love you all. Thank you, Scott. We love you too. Hope you're doing well, bud. Um, yeah, we're, we're nothing but a, a, a reflection, especially in that poll and in that award, a reflection of the listeners as it well. It was the who, listeners who did it. Yeah. We, I can only vote so many times. So, you know, I'm not saying I didn't use all like seven of my Twitter accounts. All to the vote. burners. Yeah, all the yeah. burners, but I, I, I definitely had it there. So we do that. But, uh, yeah, go ahead. I, I wanted to issue, I think it's time for corrections and retractions 
for Baby Shark. Rest in peace, Baby Shark. R. It was R. a fun run. Yeah, it's it, over. But, but we got we gotta use the use the platform. You know, and I'm I'm a big fan of as the English say, taking the piss. Uh, you know, you know, having fun, and if it, mm-hmm. if it upset them, you almost want to lean into it. A oh, little bit more. I so want to lean into it. Like I'm <laughs> like, man, who else could we sing this song about? Like that will make you upset. Like who is yeah. who's on your? You can't do that to them. And it's yeah. like the whole deal. No, but go <laughs> but ahead, you can say to, it. To your point, in the athletic, you're the one who cued me into this as well. The man himself said that he wasn't a huge fan of it. Right. And at the end of the day, I think you got to respect that. I think you mentioned last week with Alex. You said here's how he would respond. He'd be happy about right. it. No. But he actually said, I'm not. I'm not crazy about it. And he kind of name checked the Casey and the Sunshine Band song that the Sheffield fan used to sing. You know, to the tune of "Give It Up." So na 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 na. Billy Sharp, Billy Sharp. We've got Billy Sharp. So okay. that's that's was you know something that fans of that club were saying you know was right. they should use that song. But you don't want to say, well, th- that's your thing. We want to have right. our own thing. And I don't know how a Casey and the Sunshine Band song from 1982 is more authentic or more serious right. <laughs> than, than, Baby, than Shark. Baby Shark. Yeah, that's maybe a conversation for another day. But I also don't hate Casey and the Sunshine Band. If, if you're not familiar with Casey and the Sunshine Band, go ahead, do yourself a favor, check out their catalog. You know, check them out on Spotify. Some great disco 70s, 80s, some some good stuff in there. So, right. you know, got to do the cor- corrections. If we want to come up with a different chant, I think we can come up with a d- different chant. Maybe it doesn't have to be ripping off the Casey and the Sunshine Band. But, you know, we have to respect the man's wishes and we have to say RIP to Baby Shark. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I still enjoy it. And MLS was leaning into it today, too. That's they were the tweeting. funny I'm thing. Like, right I'm like, when no. they... They were trying to make Fetch happen. It was too late. It was too late. It was too late. We we shut it down. Um, yeah, LA Ride Squad. By the way, uh, somebody, uh, yeah, Andrew uh, at LA Ride Squad had tipped me off earlier that he wasn't a fan of it. Then I saw the athletic article. So it was like a com- confluence of a couple things. We're like, okay, all right, I guess. We'll stop. I guess if you we'll, say so. we'll let we'll, it go. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I guess we'll have respect for our players if that, that's what you want to do. That's fine yeah. if you want to do it. Uh, <laughs> Billy Sharp named the MLS player of the match day as well. Three goals, five shots, 1.47 on the XG. Uh, there's lots of stats we could talk about, which would be a lot of fun. Uh, let's see. What is what is one of like we talked about? This is the uh, first time the LA Galaxy have scored four goals. Uh, it is now the this season. Uh, it's now one, two, three, four, five times the LA Galaxy have scored three goals or more in the season. And the crazy thing is that that didn't start until game 15. Right. The Galaxy didn't score three goals. And then since game 15 to game 28 right now. So uh, approximately 13 games. Right. They have scored five times where they've had more than three goals or, or, or three goals or more. Yeah. So but, a little surge there. I was going to say that's we, we also talked about it at the beginning of the season. They can't be this bad. Right. Eventually, the goals are going to come. So, yeah, you know, they, they are starting to roll in. But unfortunately, they're allowing a lot of goals, too. So. We're getting to squeaky bum time with some of these goals. The goal differential is not yeah. is not still kind to them. It's not um, stellar. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. It's the eighth time overall the season. The Galaxy have allowed three goals or more. So <laughs> I thought you were going to start counting goals. I thought we were no, gonna, no. <laughs> one, two. Let's see. No, three <laughs> plus five. That's OK. <laughs> Billy Sharp, uh, 245 minutes tied for the lead with LA Galaxy goals right now. Just just again to to show the dearth of scoring that has that has appeared here for the LA Galaxy. It, it, it really has been something. Um, when we look at the record percentage, now up to 60.7% of getting a point or better in games, a winning percentage of under 30%, a losing percentage of just shy of 40%. Not great, Bob. Not great at all. Um, but the season hasn't been great. So Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it, it's... Uh, it, it, are we surprised? Are we shocked? No. no. So 
the interesting we'll get to the Austin preview in just a little bit but as down as galaxy fans have been and what we're here you know hearing in the discord and in the chat you know we, we go check out what Austin fans are saying about their team like it can get worse or it can feel worse which is kind of ironic because they're above us in the standings but then in the terms of like vibe and how it feels uh not feeling good <laughs> on that side of Texas you know and the galaxy as bad as we felt and as bad as we've seen them play there's still that slight glimmer, that little, you know, <laughs> light at the end of the tunnel. That there's still hope. There's still a lot of people who are hopeful that this Galaxy team could do something. Whether they can or not, we'll we'll find out. But there is still a chance for the Galaxy, and that's the crazy thing with how bad they how bad they've been. Yeah, 22 points now at home, 1.67 points per game at home. Uh, they finished at, or excuse me, 1.57 points per game at home. Uh, they finished 1.65 points per game last year at home. So that home record slowly rounding into form. We talked about their away record though has been abysmal just 11 points overall that's where something could possibly change whenever they go to austin um but that's uh that's still a big ask for this galaxy team especially on the road they have not performed well on the road and i i just it's really hard for me to sit here and say yeah but basically two-thirds of their points from home one-third of their points from the uh from the away uh, side of things. So that's there. Uh, last was optimism. Ten dollars super chat. Belated. Hello, Josh and Eric. Feeling a bit more optimistic, but okay with the boys fighting the good fight. Not throwing in the towel yet. Yeah, don't throw in the towel. Listen, do not give up on this team until there's until you need to give up on it. Right? There's no yeah. point. You're just going to prolong your misery if if you <laughs> do that. It's like, oh well, the season's already over. If you want to be a negative Nancy, close the screen, go away. Just you don't need that right now. It's all it's all good vibes, good vibes, positive talk. That's what you need to hear. Or go ahead and then join us in game 34 on decision yeah. day when you say, wait, they're still in it. I gave up on this team, you know, three weeks ago. It'll, so, you be, know, if it'll be fan optimism, appreciation day. It'll be fan yeah. appreciation day. So it's funny. Last last was optimism is the one making the chat. It's very simple. Just believe. Just believe. believe. You got to slap it on your way out. Just believe. That's all you can do. The, um, the believe sign, by the way. Careful what you're slapping on the way out. Yeah. <laughs> the believe sign. That's right. <laughs> um, let's see. The, the, I'm trying to think Is there's any, uh, this one's still interesting to me. 33. They're now six points back. They were eight points back of both 2021 and 2022 start of last game. Now through this game, they're just six points back. So slowly climbing towards that point total, which was, you know, 39, 41, 42, right in that, those, those zones, 48 points where the galaxy eventually end up. And in 2021, they missed the playoffs in 2022. Uh, they end up finishing fourth in the Western conference. That's right. The LA galaxy are defending fourth place champ uh, fourth place finishers i was gonna say champions but you're done <laughs> i was gonna say what, wait what's happening defending fourth place champions yeah. that sounds like champions league what's happening here? yeah defending fourth place finishers in the western conference right now so um underperforming for sure and the first half of that season is miserable the really fun thing of course is that we could also point out that the la galaxy still in 13th place uh have been since sometime in june i think june 21st <laughs> Is whenever they they're, took, and by the way, they're going to finish the season in thirteenth place. You just know it. They, it's just it's going to keep going up and down. They're never technically going to be out, but that's just. It, I just feel like that's where our fate is going to be sealed. It's just been they've been lingering lingering around there so long. It is technically speaking by points per game, the galaxy should be in eleventh. Okay, so yeah. if, if you're going by that points per game, now just point. It's a you know it's a it's a tenth off. It's a hundredth off on the on the on the rounding here. Um, so they're just behind Austin and Kansas City, who have 35 and 34 points, respectively. Um, and so you're looking at this, trying to figure out sort of where the Galaxy are going to finish and, and how that's going. But they've been in 13th place. And the funny thing is, that's not even they were in 13th at one point and then they dropped to 14th. They were the last team in the Western Conference. Then they popped back up the next week because Colorado truly is horrible. Right. And so they've play, they've done all that. So they may actually have been in 13th longer than since like June 21st. Uh, so it, it's just well, 
It's, it's amazing. like the Wizard of Oz. Are you, are you a good witch or are you a bad witch? Is this a good 13th place or a bad 13th place? Man. Because Colorado is definitely a bad 14th place. It just, it's not a good 14th it place. It just so. keeps sucking together. And it's crazy <laughs> that how everything keeps collapsing on itself in the Western Conference. There aren't, like, there's no there's no distance being in. You had the two, you know, yeah. you had the first place and third place team play each other. And, and it was, a, you know, 0-0 zero, zero draw. And that was it. And, like, you know, Seattle's like, well, we'll take second. Seattle being sneakily quiet in second place right now in the Western yeah, Conference. Yeah, you're not, you're not hearing much about them but they're just quietly just again i don't like that that no. makes me upset as a, <laughs> as a galaxy fan yeah but we also saw the western conference leading team against the 13th place team and looking pretty even as well this when was, St. Louis came to to dignity health sports park so mediocrity it's, eric yeah mediocrity. mediocrity all the way around um that's the that's the uh the the what do you call it the equality within, yeah the parody. parody there it is that's the word the parody within mls uh, for sure. Uh, if you wanted to see goal differential, I did have that chart. Minus nine right now as you look. We're looking at the LA Galaxy and what we project now, scoring 47.4 goals. Well, that's that's come up a little bit. All right, that's starting to feel a little bit better. And 58.3, that's got much worse than it was. So a, a Billy Sharp hat trick will do that. That's I've heard. I've heard that whenever you get a hat trick, that always helps things. Uh, the LA Galaxy now just one loss in the month of September, a very busy month. Uh, two draws, one win in that. So games five and six, very, as as they say, in Austin, muy importante, uh, very important. <laughs> very uh, nice. Yeah. You know, hopefully we'll see some golazos in Austin. That's that's right. I, all I have to remember is Ted Lasso, and then I say golazo, and I'm <laughs> there. You go. I'm there. He so did it. I did. He did it. I just took me a while. I just needed something to, to sort of help me there. <laughs> uh, this was a game the Galaxy Galaxy scored first in. Uh, the LA Galaxy, whenever they score first, currently eight one and one. Whenever they score first, when they don't score first, they are winless. So if Austin scores, just turn the TV off. It's over. It's not going to happen. Our stats say the game is over. 0-10-4 whenever the LA Galaxy allow the first goal and outscored 14-33. Uh, to 33. Jeez, that's a lot. That's Yeah. That's, <laughs> when you say it out loud, that's not good. That's not good. 25-15, to 15, by the way, is the Galaxy. They have 25 goals versus their opponents who have 15 whenever they score the first goal. All right? So not a lot of giant uh, wins in there uh, for the LA Galaxy. Can't they just win like a 4 nothing and get the goal differential back to well, something that's like mildly reasonable? That goes back to my criticism that I was having at the beginning. I don't like the way they play up a goal. I need them to be up two goals, three goals, so I don't have to worry about this and, uh, you know, and clinch at the end of these games and give myself you know, the extra uh, right. <laughs> blood pressure medication that I need here. Uh, if you watch any of the games, really interesting results. Uh, RSL scored first and then lost to Dallas 3-1. to Does that sound familiar? Because that's what happened to the LA Galaxy at the very first game of the season. Uh, the LA Galaxy getting that win. Portland 2-1 over San Jose. Seattle beating Colorado. Uh, St. Louis and LAFC 0-0. Nashville and SKC 0-0. Houston getting a big win over Vancouver. Smashing Vancouver. Ben Olsen. He, Benny Ball's got some Houston rolling good, in yeah. Houston right now. Uh, so that's interesting. And then Austin was 1-1 in New York. Talk about some help for the LA Galaxy. Austin's coming back from New York on this. Now, they're already in their beds. They're already recovering. They're already doing the things that they're supposed to do. And I believe the Galaxy are leaving on Friday, Friday afternoon to head to Austin for the game that is on Sunday. So they're leaving a, a day early from what I could tell um, on everything. Um, Let's see. Uh, uh, oh, Gary has a question. He says, does uh, does Sharp finish the season in double digits? Does he? I mean, he only has to score four more goals. I was going to say six games, four goals. That seems very doable. I, it's it's certainly it was uh, we were playing over under on the amount of stoppage time that was going to be in there. And I put it at six uh, and I was like, is it six? Is it over or under six? And everybody was just like, nah, it's going to be six. And it ended up being six. So I just want to say I, I, nice. pl I placed that one correctly. Right on. We'll Never get to we'll get to Vegas odds later. Yeah. 
All right. Uh, Schedule for the Galaxy away to Austin, home to Portland. That wraps up September. Uh, And then October, uh, away to Seattle, away to Minnesota. Minnesota, again, that'll be a tough game. Uh, Mm -hmm. And then LA Galaxy hosting Real Salt Lake. And then LA Galaxy on fan appreciation day against Dallas. Kevin Baxter tweeted me after that game or texted me after the game and said, hey, uh, he goes, well, that was a real snooze fest. And I go, yeah, I go, I go, it wasn't really exciting. Was it? He goes, he goes, you know, it's all coming down to Dallas, right? He goes, that game, it's all going to come down to Dallas. That's what it's going to be. It's yeah. destined to be that well, way. You know, <laughs> you look at those last three, I mean, Seattle, you see where they are in the standings. Uh, you know, I don't know that that game is going to make or break it, but Minnesota, is, uh, what is it? Minnesota. Mm-hmm. What are the last three? Uh, Seattle, someone... Minnesota, Minnesota, uh, Portland. Let's see what, no, Portland, Minnesota, yeah. Portland. Uh, no, no. Salt Lake, no. Seattle, okay. uh, yeah. yeah. Minnesota, Salt Lake, and then Dallas. Those three games yeah. are going to tell you the season. And if you're able to just hang in there and look competent, then you're right. Decision day, it all seems to be leading its way there. So, you know, man, can they do it? Can they Can they pull off the impossible? Uh, where I, I don't have tons of hope, but again, they, they keep proving me wrong. Every time that I've gone out, They've pulled me back in. It's like the Godfather, right? You know, every time I'm out, they keep pulling me back in. So yeah. these these darn LA Galaxy. It is uh, certainly something. Let's have a little fun uh, here as we get ready for the LA Galaxy taking on Austin. This game, Austin versus LA, versus LA Galaxy coming up at 6.30 p.m. Pacific time. It's a 6.55 p.m. kickoff. So that is a full 25-minute lead-in for this particular game. If you were wondering, uh, game it's late. Yeah, it's way late. For a sudden, it's a school night. It's well, that's an eight thirty start in Texas too. Sometimes yeah, it's uh, an eight fifty five. It's a nine o'clock start in nine Austin. Yeah. that's crazy. Uh, whenever you look at it, Q two Stadium, Apple TV, uh, it is free. So and no complaining. And then FS one, uh, where you can also watch it as well if you wanted to do that to yourself. For I was going to say if it's a if it's an FS one, you could definitely complain because. They usually give you plenty to complain about uh, with their broadcast there. Yeah, I mean, not that uh, Apple slash MLS (laughs) is doing a whole lot better. And we should point out MLS is doing the the direction and the production of these two Apple. Apple's just the distributor. Um, But (laughs) so so now you uh, just make sure you place your hate in the appropriate spot. Yeah, that's what I just Uh, I just want. It's funny you mentioned you mentioned that it was brought to our attention that this is not necessarily Apple's fault. Apple's outsourcing some, uh, you know, some of this in this production. But I think the, you know, being part of one of those conversations, the part that I took away from it, this Apple deal happened at the, you know, final hour before the season started. And they were kind of scrambling with some preseason games to figure it out. So this whole season is really the production teams figuring it out. And I, I would imagine that the product is probably going to be much better next season, especially with a certain uh, Lionel Messi now in the league that you're going to see a lot more resources and money put into the production and the quality. He's very uh, tired. Come next season, you'll probably see a better product. He's very tired, that Messi. That's what I heard. I heard he's very <laughs> tired, exhausted, as a matter of fact. I was going to say, we're, gonna, we're not going to talk about the pizza, right? No, I'm nowhere going to let it I, go. I, um, I will shout out my, my brother in Christ in the chat, Feel the Berm, said that breakfast tacos are trash or something along those what? lines. And that's just something... Texas, the Texas, Texas, tacos. Texas came yeah. up with breakfast tacos. Well, yeah, you know what? They are it's trash. Just a, it's just a tortilla, eggs and cheese. Like, come on, come on. A like breakfast them. burrito like for Southern California. I agree. Nothing beats it. There's nothing better than that. And whatever they have out here, it's I will shout that from the rooftops. OK, and I will get myself pummeled here in Texas. But breakfast tacos are not it. God bless but, the breakfast burrito. But if you California. can't have a breakfast burrito, let's say like they, it's not on the menu and you can't have one like breakfast tacos are OK. You get it, well, especially if it's, it's a good tortilla. It's like pizza. Yeah, that, that's why I mentioned it in the okay. same pizza sentence. You you can have bad pizza, but is it really? 
you know, you have you have cheese, you have dough, you have sauce. It's it's hard to mess that up. Even bad pizza is edible. Yeah. A breakfast taco, you have a tortilla, you have egg, you have cheese. Okay. If you I, put the right sauce on it, yeah, yeah. of course, it's not going to okay. be awful. But don't don't try to compare it with with a no, it you know, can't a, be compared. a luscious I, Southern California breakfast burrito from an Alberto or Roberto or Robertito or or Filibertos. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, you're just not going to beat that King Taco like any of those places, right? Okay, good. Um. Let's see. What else do we need to talk about? Okay, so let's get to some of the stuff on us. I got sidetracked, but now I'm hungry too, so I hate all of you. Uh, well, <laughs> do you, do you want Austin hasn't won since July 15th. Do you have that stat? I have. So yeah, I have that they're, stat. They're winless in six, two draws, four losses. And so just when you think that's the point that I was making about you think Galaxy fans have it bad or that they're you know in bad shape about how their team is doing, Austin is equally as bad. Uh, in terms of how they feel, they feel like their team is in a downward trajectory. Uh, uh, Josh Wolf under a lot of fire there. So uh, it's just one of those things you take it in perspective. The fact that the Galaxy fans are able to feel a glimmer of hope, uh, I feel like that that's definitely not happening as, at Austin. And we have a direct correlation with that with Diego Fagundes. Once Fagundes right. has joined the Galaxy, the Galaxy has had you know, continued success. And so my apologies uh, to the chat, but someone mentioned Austin has only picked up two points since uh, offloading Fagundes. So he's going to, that's going to be a homecoming from him. He was beloved by that fan base. So I expect a good ovation for him. And that being a game where now he has his goal, he has his confidence. That could be the, the Diego Fagundes game. We always talk about former galaxy players coming back and killing the galaxy yeah. that we could finally benefit <laughs> from the, one of those situations. It feels like that could be something that's coming down the line away at Austin. He said in his post game, he said, I want to score against Austin. Now the reason <laughs> is no, one, he doesn't have to tell us the reason, but the reason that he gave us was that he tries to score against every team. And as soon as he left Austin, that means they're on the list, right? So it's just simply a matter of I'm not with them anymore. So now I get to score. Damian Calhoun says, you know, are you going to celebrate and stuff like that? And he didn't say no. Let's just put it that way. And I was like, oh, oh, so we're 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 angry then. We, we are fired up, are we, Diego? And it seems he is fired up. We knew that he was surprised at the move. We knew that he just signed a new long-term contract. He expected to be there. He expected to have his family there, the whole deal. And he still talks like AJ De La Garza, as far as I'm concerned. They, yeah, are, they are voice that's, twins. That's that's where my brain went. Yep. And it freaks me out. <laughs> and I'm looking at him. I'm, I'm going to call him AJ one of these days. So AJ, just <laughs> if you're listening, eventually just chime in on this. Is he not your voice twin? You guys knew each other. Like, did you like, was it like looking in a mirror with your ears? I don't know how I'm trying to say that, but you know what I mean? Um, but anyway, so Audio mirror. But he, he's fired up. Eric, and he doesn't care. He's like, he goes, yeah, I've thought about it. It's like, oh, well, that wasn't a no. That wasn't a, oh, yeah, I'm not going to celebrate. I have all the respect for Austin. It was like, uh, no, I want to score against them. And he doesn't care if it's bulletin board material. I mean, Billy Sharp said afterwards, he said, I thought Diego was unlucky not to start this game, but he didn't pout. He came in and he he had a real effect on this game. Yeah. There is no doubt in my little <laughs> tiny little mind that Greg Vanny yeah. ain't going to start Diego Fagundes. A million on, percent. Right? Yeah, on Sunday. On, that yeah, is 100%. The, the first person that goes on the team sheet after Ricky Puj was Diego Fagundes <laughs> as as the winger next to Puj. Heck, what do we have to lose? Throw, put the captain's armband down him. Put, make him first on the Dude, team you, sheet. Dude, you should carry him out on like a, on like a, <laughs> a door. Throne, right? A throne. Like you have everybody do, do, do. Like they should have music and elephants and, you know, all sorts of things. However you want to do it. Um but no, I mean, that's that's there's motivation in this. Um, there's a ton of motivation in this. And the bottom line is that despite the fact that I think Austin has some Dreyusi or Rudy, yeah. um, they have some really good pieces. They're not 
they're not playing like it at all. <laughs> um, and even Brad Stuber back there, I think is an excellent goalkeeper and he, he can't save anything to save his life. And it's not his fault. A lot of these, um, they're getting pummeled. Uh, they, now they did have a one, one draw with New York in New York. That's a lot more confidence than you would expect them to have, but they're also losers of their last four home games. So yeah. this is a team that feels more pressure at Q2 possibly than they do on the road. And we're, as Galaxy uh, watchers, we, we are aware of the the problems of winning at home uh, yeah. and how that can sort of stack up, right? So And the pressure on how that builds. <laughs> Galaxy fans know that feeling of the pressure that you have to perform at home. And, and it's, it's definitely on. The defense is definitely something... Uh, that you look, the Galaxy are going to look to pick apart because when you, you mentioned it with Jerusi and uh, Gallagher, who's been you know helpful with him and Pereira, those are not bad players, you know. And right. even Fagundes, when you talk about he was having an off season when he was at Austin, these are not bad players. They just seem to be having an off year, but that doesn't mean that you could take them lightly for that reason because the talent is there. Uh, something that I also mentioned, I believe Zardes is still on. Uh, Austin. I don't think he played the last game, nope, but but he's, uh, that, he was on the bench. That's someone you gotta gotta watch out for when you talk about former players of your team coming back to hurt you. Maybe he you gotta starts. Watch out, you know, maybe he starts. Personal favorite of mine, yeah, yeah. Mr. Giassi Zardes. Yeah, he maybe he uh, he starts to offset right. Fagundes. Right. Yeah. You, you you know you have your game of chess there. You have to you have to like you have to go back and forth on your voodoo, right? Like you, yeah. you know you gotta <laughs> offset the voodoo. I'm There's sure a that's, science to this. That's yeah. right. Of course there is. Um. Yeah. A really interesting game for me. I am. I am. Cautiously optimistic. Austin's only beaten the LA Galaxy once. They've met a total of five yeah. times. LA Galaxy has four wins. There's a lot of positives there. Uh, the last time the LA Galaxy went to Austin in 2022, uh, May of 2022, they got away with a one nothing win. If you remember that one, a little smash and grab on the road. Yeah. Uh, that which, was a Delgado banger, if I remember correctly. You may right? be right. You may be right. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, uh, Eric, uh, what does what does Vegas say? What what do our odds say? What what what's going to happen in this game? Who has favorited? <laughs> Last thing before I go, Ted Uncle scheduled to be the ref oh, at this geez. game. So I know we had the conversation last week. If you know the ref's name, but I actually went and dug into the referee stats for this season. He's ranked twentieth out of thirty-one after refing twenty matches for fouls per game. So he's not calling a lot of fouls this year, which actually could be the problem. So expect a physical game uh, in this game with Ted Uncle. Uh, at the whistle here. Okay. Moving on yes. to D ratings, mm -hmm. our Vegas odds here, uh, our percentages to win. Austin FC is the favorite here. 46.8% yes. chance to win. Yes. Love the it. The Galaxy with a 28.2% mm -hmm. chance to win mm -hmm. and then a 25% chance for a draw. Looking at the Vegas law odds, the money line, the Galaxy are at plus 255. Austin at minus 112. So again, Austin still heavy favorites right. there. But the interesting thing here, the draws at plus 295. The interesting thing to me, a lot, it's showing the betting trends and they're heavy on the LA Galaxy. So a lot of people are taking the Galaxy as quote unquote underdogs because they're probably seeing the same thing we're seeing with how they're playing in their current form. Uh, so they're getting a lot of action, even though they're not uh, current current favorites. Sorry, chat room is once again coming with, always with, with the Ted Uncle the content coming out. Uh, Mr. Provino, Christina, better than Ted. Um, you know, so they, you got a, you got a refereeing family there, right? So yeah, and yeah, you have the and then shout out uh, Space Corps as well. Again, shouting saying don't bet at the MGM. Speaking of Vegas, Vegas yeah. has been hacked and shut down. So yeah, if you're throwing, maybe don't throw your credit card information. Uh, yeah. If if you're in Vegas or at one of those sites, or definitely do your research there uh, before you do that. So in interesting trends. If you're uh, you know a betting LA Galaxy fan, uh, the odds would be you know, would behoove you to make some money if you feel like you think the Galaxy can go into Austin and uh, take some points. It's going to be wild and wacky. There's no way. I, there's no any game from here on out is wild and wacky. Uh, I'm going uh, I'm going three two L.A. Galaxy in this one. Another wow. 
Billy Sharp has two goals and he just keeps <laughs> believing. And we're going to all have to learn the words to that song, I guess, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Casey and the Sunshine Band. Yeah. I, Billy Sharp. We've got Billy Sharp. Mm-hmm. Uh, to me, I feel like this is one of those things where we got excited. Trap we game. got the comeback win. <laughs> you know, we're catching a down Austin FC team. We go up 1-0 and then we pull the Vanny where we try to protect the lead instead of killing out the game. And we get a late equalizer, equalizer from Austin. We or get a one-one equal, draw, or an equalizer, an equalizer. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I, a one-one draw, we stay in thirteenth place. But again, remember these are guaranteed to be wrong. So right. maybe I'm doing some voodoo of my own. Who right. knows what's uh, happening? Uh, you don't know. You can't see me. You don't know if I have pants <laughs> you can't on or jinx not. Jinx the jinx. You're, You're not it. supposed to say that. Yeah. That's so the whole. Day. Who was it? Oh, uh, uh, it was uh, Acevedo. Kevin Acevedo after the press conference gave like a stat. It was something like, "Oh well, uh, Austin hasn't won at home in their last four games." I'm like, "Jinxed it. That was it. That was over. You <laughs> that jinxed was it. it. We're done. We're done here. We don't have to. Uh, we don't have to worry about it anymore." Um. All right, LA Galaxy, Austin, coming up this weekend on a Sunday, a little Sunday Sunday evening matinee. Um, so you can watch that one again on MLS Season Pass or FS1. That game is available for free on either of those stations. It's kind of a big one in terms of where the standings are and all that fun stuff. Sunday night football. Can't lose. Can't lose. You know? I, <laughs> well, I, don't say that. You can't lose. <laughs> you can't say the word can't lose. Yeah. You can't lose. You can't, you can't lose. That's, that's right. the LA Galaxy are in that territory now. Can't lose. Yeah. Um, so you, hear, you heard it here, folks. It's it, not a must win, but w- right. absolutely 1 million percent. These, I can't lose. These are conditional because you don't know what the teams are going to do above <laughs> you, right? So they're conditional because if the teams and the good There's thing the is. Well, we'll put the Chiron afterward on the bottom the, the, you know, uh, with a little asterisk. Yeah, there are only two games on Sunday, right? And so the Galaxy will get a good chance to watch everybody else play and then have a good idea of what they need to do. I think the Galaxy are the last game on Sunday. Um, well, at so, nine o'clock central time. Yeah, I, I sure hope so. No one's well, playing maybe there's that. maybe there's a West Coast, you know, so, I don't <laughs> know. Sometimes sometimes these things are crazy and I don't I don't pretend to understand them. Um, and so, uh, you know, for me, I'm just I'm just trying to hold on to uh, understanding what what they're trying to do and how they're trying to do it and all that fun stuff. I'm trying to get to the to the game. Uh, Orlando and Miami play at four thirty. Uh, Pacific time, and then it's Austin and LA at, at 6.30, so yeah, the last game. So everybody will have played in front of them. They will know exactly. So that means they're going to move. Well, actually, no, they're going to stay exactly where they are in 13th place, but things <laughs> around them are going to move, yeah. and then they're going to have a chance to find out whether or not they can jump anybody by the time they go to kickoff. A really good position to be in at this yeah. time of year. And um, to be coming back home after that, I think this will this will tell us a lot uh, going into after this weekend. So again, we're not quite dead yet. Not Bring dead. out your dead. We were ready. Had the galaxy had the tarp over him. They said, "Nope, we're not dead. We're not quite dead yet." Not dead yet. That's uh, that should be a t-shirt. Not dead yet. Um, all right. Uh, <laughs> Tony Python. Anything else you want to get to? We're good. No, I just right? want to shout out my parents. Oh, my nice. mom and dad. We traveled back from Portugal. Got me this beautiful sporting jersey. So nice. welcome home, mom and dad. They like to watch us with the time difference. They weren't checking out COG, so they're able to check us out. I already got the text. They like the way the jersey looks. So. Shout out mom and dad. Miss you guys. Love where's, you guys. Where's mine, mom and dad? I love you too. <laughs> I just wanted and to And also know. shout out to Sporting. Comeback win today. Europa League. Ooh, a lot of fun. All We're right. in it, folks. Tell people where they can find you, sir. We got to go. All right. As always, you can find me on everything at HammerEV9. That's Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and threads. HammerEV and the number nine. If you're looking for me on Twitter, it's at Jay Gesswin, at Galaxy Podcast, at Galaxy Podcast on threads. That's always fun. Uh, head on over to cornerthegalaxy.com, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, any of those places you can find us. Like, subscribe, tell your friends about us. Grow the COG family, all right? Uh, that does it. LA Galaxy uh, headed off to Austin. 
take on Austin FC on Sunday. For Eric, the Portuguese Hammer Beer, I'm Josh Pato Gessman. You've been listening and you've been watching to our little Corner of the Galaxy. Have a great one, everybody. You've been listening to the Corner of the Galaxy podcast on cornerofthegalaxy.com. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Galaxy Podcast. And be sure to check out and subscribe to iTunes, Stitcher, and Facebook by searching for Corner of the Galaxy. Fans, we thank you for listening, and we ask that you be kind and courteous to your neighbors as you leave the podcast. We thank you for joining us and look forward to seeing you again. Until then, I'm Michael Araujo, and on behalf of the entire Corner of the Galaxy crew, goodbye, everybody.